Welcome, welcome. It is Monday, January 15th, 2024. I always have to look at my notes because I have to remember what the date is. I am Gabriel Hernandez, your publisher in EIC for comicalopinions.com. Today's op-ed and newsletter will be focused on the golden rule of sales and marketing. I know uh, if you've read prior prior op-eds or watched our videos, you've heard me harp on the golden rule before, but this week we have three specific examples from different publishers that very strongly underscore why the golden rule is so important. And if you're a publisher or an indie creator, why you need to pay attention to this rule and let it guide you when you're doing all your sales and marketing efforts. And even when you're thinking up what your comic needs to be to maximize how many people you sell it to. Uh, but before we get started, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, comment, subscribe, let us know how we're doing. Happy to take everybody's feedback into account and always looking to improve. Or if you are listening on your audio po- podcast platform of choice, Leave a comment, leave a rating, help the algorithm boost us up a little bit, get more exposure, and uh, and also let us know how we're doing because we, we want to hear from you. So let's jump into the, today's op-ed. Uh, the title is uh, The Golden Rule of Success in Comics, which is really the golden rule of success period. We putting We're putting the qualifier on there that says it's about comics, but really applies to everything. And it's when we've got so much swirl going on around... Um, Direct market LCS owners arguing with publishers and comic creators saying all kinds of weird, goofy, in some cases, really stupid things on social media. It's good to kind of know that there are basic rules in place, rules of nature, if you want to call it that, that really do not change. That for all the noise and swirl and the distractions that are going on, uh, the golden rule still applies. And you're not going to change it. Nobody's going to change it. And if you want certainty and some sort of guarantee about things that are happening that are going to that you can rely on uh, the gold rule is where it's at when it comes to comics and marketing so just to recap if you're if you're new to the channel or you're hearing this for the first time what is the golden rule uh, when it comes to sales and marketing it's very simple it, it breaks down into the three pieces the first is gold the you give the customer what they already want and we'll break these down a little bit to explain exactly what that means you give the customer what they already want and that's the key word already want already want you give it to them where they already are. Again, there's that word again, where they already are, and you sell it to them at a fair price. And that and that is a measure of cost versus value versus what you're giving versus what you're receiving. And we'll, we'll talk about all three of those in a second. So let's talk about the first part. You give the customers what they already want. Uh, I know uh, you have creators, writers in particular, who like to think, well, the customers don't know what they want. We have to tell them. That's not true. It, it, that's patently false. People know what they want. They may not be able to articulate it properly, uh, and they may not be able to give the feedback in a way that the, that the creators can understand, but at the heart of it, the customers know what they want. They know what they like, they know what they don't like, and your job as a creator or a publisher or an editor is to figure that out. You can't make them like something. You can't make a, somebody, you can't make a reader like a character. You can't make a, a reader like a particular arc or story direction. You can't make them like something that they don't like. They have to already like it, or at least it has to speak to what what the kind of categories and the broad brush strokes of the things that they like in comics. Your job as the creator is to tap into that. You can't say, here's the thing that I'm making. It's better than what you like. Now you like this new thing. That never works. You may get some short-term sales just from the novelty of doing something new, but ultimately that will go away. Your job as a creator, 
or an editor or a publisher is to figure out what the readers already like and give them more of that. And likewise, if you're in the direct market, if you're an LCS owner, your job is not to say, hey, we have these new great things that we're offering to you. Please come buy this. That doesn't work either. <laughs> your job is to figure out what, what what's going on in your local market. What are the people who live in the local in your local market? What do they already like? And find out how to get it to them by not when they're not being served by other stores in the area. If you figure out that your local market has a big demand for manga about basketball, as an example, and they can't get that anywhere in their local area, that's what you go after. You give them what, within the bounds of what your business is supposed to do. You figure out what the local market already wants and you give it to them. Pretty straightforward, but it's it's an important difference. And so when you hear creators say things like, uh, I'm going to tell the story I'm going to tell, or I'm going to write the story for me, that's fine if you're doing an indie project. That's fine if you're just doing a vanity piece. But if you were talking about maximizing these sales, and that's the focus here, is how are, we how are we maximizing sales? Don't write what you want. You write what the customer wants. And those are the readers. Pretty straightforward, but it's a, it's a distinction that often gets lost in the noise. Factor number two, you give them, you get, you get the com comic or whatever it is that you're selling to the customers where they already are. Oh, I hear this myth a lot. You know, it's the uh, field of dreams myth, which is if you build it, they will come. That is Hollywood myth nonsense. That never works. You have to go to them. You have to find out where your ideal reader is hanging out, where they work, where they live, who they're interacting with socially, personally, where they're spending their free time, wherever it is, you have to go to them. So that means if they're hanging out on Twitter, you go to Twitter and you market your comic. If they're hanging out on Reddit, if they're hanging out on Instagram, if they're hanging out at Comic-Cons, if they only go to the local comic book shop, if they hang out at Barnes & Noble or some other, or your Second and Charles or wherever it is they're hanging out, you go to them. Don't expect them to come to you. A, they're not going to know. B, they might just be too lazy to go where you are if it's a, even a little bit hard to get to where, where your comics are located. And that, if that means that they're only reading digital comics, that means that's, then you sell your comic as a digital comic. If you want to maximize sales, you go to where they are. You don't wait for them to come to you. There's an old sales and, ma and uh, marketing ma axiom that says uh, the best place to open up a hamburger shop is next to a crowd of hungry people. That's how that works. If you want to sell a lot of comics, you go to them. Don't wait for them to come to you. Um, Factor number three, at a fair price. Okay, well, so fair is kind of a little bit hard to wrap brains around uh, considering the state of uh, the average state of uh, co uh, comic uh, cover prices these days, which are uh, admittedly probably too high for the quality that you're getting. But let's let's go with if fair is not going to work for you, then let's just say at least consistent or average. Um, customers will not buy or spend a lot of money for something that they are only marginally interested in. You have to give them an equitable price for the value. And there's the, the, the key measure of how do you know what's fair? You can play with the numbers. Well, let's say I do a comic that's $2.99 versus $4.99 versus $6.99 and find out where you get the most bang for your buck. But the key for the reader is they have to feel like the comic they're getting is of at least equal value, if not greater value than the amount of money they're paying for. 
if they think or start to get the feeling, and a lot of it has to do with feelings, true, and that's something that's how marketing works is mostly based on feelings, not facts. If they feel like the quality of the comic is less than the cover price, they're not going to stick around. They have to feel like the quality of the comic is at least equal to, if not higher, ideally higher than the cover price. And your job is to find out what that is. Either pay the, either market up to the cost that's uh, average for what's in, available in the industry, but make sure when they get that comic, the value is greater than what they expect. Do that consistently. So those are the three pieces. You make the comic they already want. And that doesn't mean, you know, just take orders like a hot dog stand. That means appeal to what appeals to them. Write the comic that appeals to their sensibilities. The types of stories, the action, the energy, the adventure, whether it's romance or drama or horror, whatever it is, if that's what they like, focus in on that um, genre or that tone or that atmosphere. Give it to them where they already are. Don't make it hard for them to get your comic. Don't wait for them to come to you. You go to them. You find them. And then they'll buy. And the third is making sure that you price it in such a way that the reader thinks that the value they're getting out of that comic is at least as good as, if not better than, the amount that they're paying for it. So let's take a look at the three examples. I started with the three examples. Let's look at three examples of how this comes into play, and you can see it right in front of your face. First, Dynamite just uh, came out with an announcement that they are uh, Thundercats number one, which is a licensed property that they just got from uh, Warner Brothers uh, Distribution, which is not going through DC Comics, which is a topic of the conversation for another day, just topped 100,000 copies for the first order cutoff for issue number one. Why is that important? Because it follows the golden rule. People are hungry for content that they know, recognize, and love that isn't another variant of Spider-Man and Batman. Thundercats is a popular property. They've had some troubles recently, Thundercats, with uh, Thundercats Roar and some missteps with the cartoon side of things. But generally speaking, people have fond memories of Thundercats. They like Thundercats. So Dynamite is giving them what they already want. It's finding out where they are because what they're doing is Dynamite's been pushing press releases. They've been pushing social media posts. They've been getting all kinds of variant covers and previewing those variant covers all over the place. They've been pushing hard. They're looking for people to track them to people to, to buy this comic. And that paid off. And then at a fair price. The, the cover price for, for issue number one is about on par with GC and an LCS. So they're following the golden rule, the success paid off. Let's take a look at the second example. We just got a report from ICV2. Sorry, I keep itching my nose. If you're watching this on video, I don't know, I just got an itch or something, that's weird. Um, ICV2 put out a report that says, that, that looked at the Q3 or third quarter market share in 2023. What happened? Marvel, DC, IDW went down, which is not a surprise because people are not getting the value that's equal to the amount they're paying for the cover price, which is not a surprise. And they're also not getting what they already want in the characters and the storylines that they're looking for. But what happened? Image went up. Why? Because Image got a, a hold of the Hasbro licenses. And you can see it not only in the market share report, but also in the uh, monthly ICV2 sales rankings. Image is, is, is establishing more of a presence in the top tiers of the rankings than any time in the past couple of years. Why? Because they acquired the Hasbro license, which includes Transformers and G.I. Joe. They've been, which is popular among a lot of readers and popular for people who are fans of that brand. 
So they're giving them what they already want. They've been pushing top tier creators with top tier covers and uh, marketing that all over the place. Transformers in particular, written by and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson for the first six issues, has been fantastic. So there have been so I, so Image has been pushing that all over the place wherever they can in press releases, emails, newsletters, social media, what have you, and they're presenting it at a fair price, or at least consistent for what you're finding on the LCS shelves. They're following the golden rule. The sales are paying off. They've gotten higher and more presence on the sale, monthly sales rankings, and they're taking market share away from Marvel and DC. They're following the golden rule, and it's paying off. Third, not, not surprising at all, Ultimate Spider-Man number one from Jonathan Hickman just came out this week, and it is selling like gangbusters. Second printings, talking about going into third printings, and the week isn't even over yet. Why? Because people want Spider-Man in the era where Peter and MJ were together as a married couple. The Ultimate Spider-Man number one from the get-go was marketed as an alternate version of Spider-Man where MJ and Peter are together with kids. So they're giving something to the readers that they already wanted. They wanted that family dynamic back. Ultimate Spider-Man number one is giving it to them. Now, if you're interested in what I, what, what I thought and also from Weird Science thought of uh, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, there's a link to the review down in the newsletter. So go ahead and check that out. And as you can imagine, Marvel pushed that all over the place. The Ultimates are returning. Jonathan Hickman's is returning to the Ultimates. He's writing Spider-Man. Oh, and by the way, you're going to get what you wanted. So they've been pushing that on social media, email, newsletters, press releases, all over the place. And what's the pricing? It's about on par with what you find in NLCS stores. Uh, and it's an oversized comic. So it's a little bit higher in the expense, but not inconsistent with an oversized comic. They're following the golden rule and the success paid off. Now, whether or not the whole lot of those sales depends on where Hickman goes with the story, but they gave customers, which I should say is readers, what they wanted, where they and, and, and told them wherever those readers happen to be, and they gave it to them at a consistent price. They're following the golden rule, the sales are paying off. So the golden rule is, is simple. It may not be easy, but it's simple. When, so when you're creating a comic, if you're an editor, if you're a publisher, if you're an indie creator, Pay attention to the golden rule. Are you writing a, do you know who your readers are and what they like and what they're willing to pay for? And is your, is the comic you're creating consistent with that? Are you giving them something they already want? That's the key. They have to already want it. You can't make them like something. Are you, are you giving it to them where they are? Are you presenting it in whatever e email, newsletter, uh, press releases, social platforms? Are you putting it up on, uh, comicsology are you putting it up on global comics are you putting it in previews or with diamond or wherever it needs to be where are the people who already want your comic where are they hanging out and are you giving are you presenting your message and marketing to them where they already are don't expect them to come to you the third of course is are you pressing it fairly they have to feel like they're getting equal or better value for the price as long as you do that you'll be in good shape so that's it. That's our op-ed for today. Uh, we're going to move on to some other things, but let us know what you think about this, about the golden rule. Do you follow it? Have you ever heard of it before? Is this the first time you're hearing it? Leave a comment down below. Let us know what you think. So we're going to pause right now for, and move on to the rest of the newsletter to talk about some other things that are in motion, which I, I think you'll enjoy. Uh, next up, last week, we published the next episode in our Making a Comic series where we step through uh, the character profiles 
for all the different characters that are going to be in the script that we are building and that you are coming along with us on this journey. So that's done. The next part is we're going into the pitch. So we've got a template document that we've borrowed from an online resource, but made some changes to it to be specific for what we're trying to accomplish and improved a little bit because it was a little hinky. Uh, but we're actually working with a pitch document. This would be the same kind of pitch document that if you're an independent, independent creator or just a regular uh, writer that works for, or that um, contracts out for a publisher that you would submit to them. So when we publish the episode, please make sure you subscribe so you know, so you get the notification when it's live. Uh, we'll walk you through our pitch and you'll also, we'll also include a link where you can download the template for yourself so that if you're thinking about pitching to a publisher, you have the same template that we're using. Uh, third, uh, I had the privilege of sitting in on the Comic Aficionados live stream last Saturday to talk about comics. Uh, the big focus for us was the fall of the house of X number one from Marvel Comics, which is basically the the end of the Krakoan era, uh, and that comic was uh, well, just from my own personal perspective, not great. Uh, so we talked about a little bit why that why it wasn't great and how what that means for this interim period where the Krakoan era is ending, and Tom Brevoort is picking up the uh, the ownership of the X titles starting in July, I believe it is July, 2024. So we're in that transition phase where the Krakoan era dies and it'll be reborn into something else. If you, uh, believe, uh, the, 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 the marketing images about, uh, X titles rising from the ashes that could be just burning it down and starting over. It could have had something to do with Phoenix, who knows, but, uh, check that out and, and let us know what you think. Uh, so let's move on to the reviews for last week. We're back to kind of like a standard volume for reviews, which is great. Uh, our, I'm not going to go through all the reviews. You can read them for yourself. But our pick of the week is Transformer, Transformers number four. Speaking of Image Comics, following the Golden Rule, it was a great comic. And lots and lots of wow moments, lots of little uh, hints and Easter eggs about things that are coming up. So if you like Transformers and, and maybe Transformers with a little bit of a more chore edge, you're going to like that comic, check it out. So let's talk about the comics that are coming up for next week. We have two indie submissions, Tracker Void number two and Night Watchman number two, both from creators and series that we've reviewed in the past. So uh, uh, keep your eye on that. Uh, from Image Comics, it's a big image uh, week next week. We have G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero number 303. Cobra Commander number one, speaking of the Hasbro license, they're... Uh, creating individual character uh, arcs. Uh, we did Duke number one, I think it was not last week, but the week before. Uh, Cobra Commander is this week, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, the Enfield Gang Massacre number six, Creep Show volume two number five, and The Scorch number 25, all from Image Comics. Big, big image week this week. Uh, moving on, we have A Haunting on Mars number two uh, from Scout Comics. Uh, let's see, we have Army of Darkness Forever number four from Dynamite. And Sirens Gate number five, also from Dynamite. We have Eden Frost number two and A Legacy of Violence number nine, both from Mad Cave. Uh, we have uh, Haunted House, A Love Story number three from Blood Moon and Dead Kingdom volume two number one from Red Five Comics. So that's it. That's our newsletter for the week. I'm so happy you came along with us. Uh, please like, share, comment, subscribe. Leave a comment down below. Let us know how we're doing. If you're on any audio podcast and you're hearing how... Uh, hearing the sound of my voice, which is uh, sometimes not great, but I, I try my best. Please uh, leave a rating and a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Happy to take your feedback into account. And uh, if you have any requests, please let us know. 
this is Gabriel Hernandez for comicalopinions.com, your publisher in EIC, signing off. Have a fantastic day.